There's some nice, uh, nice looking glasses there, Olaf. Eh? I was gonna say, very uh, futuristic. It's like an orange tinge to it. Ola, have you ever? Do you wear glasses? What the fuck? What do you mean? These are uh, these are my blue lights. Oh, you know blue lights is bullshit, right? Well, my eyes feel good, so I'll. I'll... It's all psychological. <laughs> all psych- There's more blue light coming in from the side than anywhere else. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Is it just me or does the orange tint to them make Ola look like he's about 70 years old? It does. It makes him look like he should be smoking. He's got like a, a shag carpet somewhere. He definitely looks extremely old. Your eyes are falling out of your head. Ola, there's more blue light coming from the sun than your monitor. Yeah, Mikey, you see where I'm in? I'm in a closed, dark room. That's what I'm saying. So exactly. what difference is so, it? No, exactly. So the only source is my monitor. So yeah, Mikey. It does make a difference. No, it doesn't. Yes. It's such bullshit. It's such a marketing scheme. It's such a, a, a as seen on TV product. Yeah, like yeah. it's such a. It's You're a sucker, Ola. You fell yeah. for it. Yeah, you know. I what? can't I'll believe you it. fell for it. I'll take it, guys. I'll take it. You know, when you guys are out there and your eyes are falling out of your head, and you're wondering, how are they gonna fall out of my head? You know, Ola's gonna return those next week, right? Yeah. <laughs> You really now do. Look made, now that we made fun of him, he's going to turn turn over. Yeah, Mikey, I'm I'm not as uh, soft serve as you are. So I can't believe you fell for it, man. Yeah. I look up to you, Ola. Really, you look up to me. Wow. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a ride tomorrow morning. I think. How's your buddy's uh, baby? Oh yeah. Good. They had the surgery. Little guy, he's off oxygen and stuff now, but he's got to stay in hospital for a few weeks for observation. But everybody feels good about the uh, about the operation. Good. What right, time are you going for a bike ride tomorrow? Oh, fuck. Uh, early, because I got to be out in my seat for nine thirty. So, like, what six a.m.? Probably. You want to come? It take me like twenty minutes to get to you first, though. Yeah, and I'm actually I'm riding with a friend who's I might meet up with them, and I might have to put my bike in my car too. So I right. know work, but we should go biking sometime. I don't think it's right. never gonna happen. I usually do like at six a.m. I just do the big loop. All right, from Grandpa, whatever you say. Around. This, this sounds you know like it's never does? gonna happen. Type thing. You really look like you're 70 years old, squinting at the computer screen, angry at the world. You look like oh, Steve Urkel. That's, that's guys. what you look like. <laughs> I'm I'm happy that you guys finally have something on me. Yo, Mikey. Oh. You got to change, bro. Your shirt. All of us got know, some variation of red or pink on. Mikey, can you go change your and look at my beer shirt? too. Like, I don't even know what the fuck happened today. Do I even have a red shirt? Let me see if I have a red shirt on. Oh, oh, we're gonna look like a team, guys. We're gonna look like a team. This is this is the dream. Way too coordinated. Let me know if you guys are doing this or not. Okay. Yeah, what the fuck are you wearing, man? What the fuck is this brown shit? This shit? Oh, she picked it up pretty fucked up, huh? Are you at her place still? You're close. Dude, do you do you live at home, bro? <laughs> do you have I a home? I can't get out. Call <laughs> the police. <laughs> I use Sports police. Team Canada. Oh, they call for help. 
So we had our we've we've been COVID free for about three weeks in Bermuda. Not not three weeks, probably about about two weeks in Bermuda. And we had our first two new cases today because of the fucking flight from the states, of course. You two people on the fucking flight from the states. states. It was the one thing. Everyone was just wow. like, look, we're okay with opening the airport up, but just don't have flights from the States. <laughs> they still had fucking flights from the States. And sure enough, the second flight from the States, there's two positive cases on it. Positive. Oh, man. Just I'm ridiculous. We've been, we've been fucking COVID-free. We were out. We were done. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, man. Yeah. Is, uh, is business coming back online for you uh, i opened back up last weekend i had nice. two games i've got one booked for this weekend so far so nice did mikey cut his hair yeah <laughs> actually <laughs> cut his hair <laughs> oh, it has to be yeah. part of the podcast man it has, yeah. <laughs> you gotta I think every every <laughs> podcast should start with us asking mikey did you get a haircut <laughs> sorry sorry go ahead. sorry go ahead Gentlemen, I'm happy to say I've had a haircut. Hey, <laughs> looking good. Looking good. It was it was kind of a weird uh, weird thing. Now that masks, I mean, you have to wear a mask when you go in. Now in Ottawa, it's mandatory in any public indoor setting. I mean, it was kind of weird. I mean, being super close to a random stranger, cutting your hair, everybody got to be in masks. There was super. There was nobody else in there when I was there, but. It's still kind of strange. So we've had mandatory masks in public spaces in Bermuda. I mean, we've we've done fairly well. We had no COVID cases for a while, and then over the over the weekend, a video came out of our minister for national security and our tourism minister, who've both been pretty prominent in dealing with the whole COVID thing. They went to a party over the weekend, no masks, no social distancing, and they were they were living it up on stage, like they were dancing with the band. And this video just made the rounds in Bermuda like that. And they had to resign last night. <laughs> what? So, yeah. Resign? So they resigned. <laughs> because they went to a party. Quick work right there. Because they went to a party and were having a great time oh. with no masks and no distancing. Yeah. That's something's working on an island, man. That video gets sent around real quick. <laughs> That'd be awkward as heck, man. <laughs> super, super, I mean, it came out of nowhere. Like, all of a sudden, Keynes, who's the Minister for National Security, up on stage with a saxophone player, just, I mean, he was busting the skank. Wait, 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 your minister of national security <laughs> resigned overnight because he was dancing with a saxophone player. With no mask and no social distancing, yeah. What is happening up there? It sucks hey. because they, I think they've done a fairly decent job. So it's, it's unfortunate that they had to... So he was a good minister and now he's gone. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was, he did done all right in the COVID, during COVID. Hmm. And yeah, now he's he had to resign because he didn't wear a mask to to dance. <laughs> Crazy times that we live in. Man, I feel bad. There's Bahamian Independence Day on Friday, and the prime minister just bans anybody from going to the beach from Thursday night till Monday morning. So why like, such it's a, Independence why is such Day. Like a dedicated time frame. Just curfew, man. Nobody's allowed to go to the beach from Thursday night, like 9 p.m. There's still a curfew. So from 9 p.m. on Thursday night to like 5 a.m. on Monday, you're not allowed to go to the beach. So they can't have a, like a big 
big party and have COVID and yeah, even though there hasn't been a new case in a couple of weeks, but now the country's open, man. There have been people fly in and tourism and same here. Wait, is Bahamas also COVID free or only COVID free since Bermuda is no longer? No, we're not anymore. Well, thanks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think it'll last for long until there's another COVID case. You're supposed to have a COVID test before you go, but I think you're given a window of how long. I can't remember if it's like five days or three days or whatever. It's but three for us. It's you have to have a test within three days of traveling. Yeah. But I mean, so you can still have a test 72 hours before and contract it in the yeah. meantime, right? What sucks for us is the the we had two two positive cases on the flight that came in, I don't know, two or three days ago. And now everybody who was on that flight has to isolate and quarantine for two weeks and they get a, a bracelet they have to wear. They can't leave their house or wherever their accommodation is. And this bracelet will notify the authorities if they leave. Oh, it's like an electronic and, uh, bracelet. It's not yeah, even... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's an electronic bracelet. And But all these people on the flight, like some of them may be tourists. The two people who, who tested positive were actually locals that had just been in the States for four months. <laughs> but Bermuda's all these back? tours, all these tourists that have decided let's get out of the states and go on vacation we're covid free they now have to sit in bermuda for two weeks in their hotel room and do all like man just because two people like how many tourists have they said how many people have gone to bermuda since they've allowed flights i don't know about this flight from the states the very first flight we had was from toronto and we had on that flight there were I think like just over a hundred passengers. Oh Jesus! And forty-four, trying and to get 44 out, of them were tourists. Forty-four were tourists. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so about half were tourists. Because we still there was like Bahamian students that were still stuck in the UK. They, yeah. they were trying to get like a British Air flight to bring them back, but the government wouldn't sign off on it. I don't know where that is, but I mean, imagine if you were in university and kicked out of residence and having to do jesus anyway whatever yeah, yeah. yeah. chaos man just chaos absolutely oh, whatever eh? your countrymen whatever just fuck them <laughs> off the way. no i don't mean it like that but it's just like i mean miami is bad too man where they they uh opened everything up and now they're shutting everything back down again just let's just write off the states let's just write them off and just say this was a failed Florida. experiment Failed experiment. It was. It was. You know. It was. It was. It was all right for a couple hundred years, but it's done now. It's all right for a couple hundred. years. Did you watch Hamilton? No, I haven't. Oh. It's on uh, Disney now. Yeah, Disney yeah, Plus. Disney Plus. I heard it's been breaking records in terms of like Disney Plus's membership has gone up by like seventy-one percent or something. It's people are saying Hamilton that uh, they should they should cancel it. They should because really. Painting Alexander Hamilton in a decent light, and this was a man that had slaves. So I have mm. heard that there's been some calls for it to uh, to go the way of the cancel culture. I mean, yeah, I don't have an opinion on either way. I haven't seen I haven't seen Hamilton. I don't have an opinion on either way. But uh, it's interesting that that's because um, it's based on a book. It's based on a book. I'm not gonna lie, I have no idea what it's about. I, I mean, thought that was about the play Hamilton. Hugely popular, no. hugely popular Broadway play. I mean, Alexander Hamilton is written by like Lynn Moe and Wild Miranda and it's yeah. a, a hip hop musical and it's about mm-hmm. the life of Alexander Hamilton, one of the founding fathers of the US. Yeah. It's historically accurate though in a lot of ways, right? Yeah, it's based on a musical. 
It's, it's how, how have you so lived this for the past like five years it's and never heard of it? Yeah, it's broken insane Broadway records, man. How have you not heard of this? It's got like the most Tony, <laughs> I don't know when it came out. I can't remember when it debuted now. I remember going to New York and I wanted to get tickets and the wait list was like six months. Like you you just weren't getting tickets for six Dude, months. Dude, they were they were turning away past presidents and stuff. I think yeah. like George W. Bush tried and they're like, sorry, we're sold out. Like there's nothing we can do. <laughs> so, How have you not you've never even yeah, seen this, like this, the no. logo, the star look at with him, the he's guy like eighty on top? years old. Oh, like, look uh, at him. I mean Jesus. Uh, yeah, I'm eighty, I'm not American. <sighs> Uh, yeah, for those yeah, those who can't see Ola right now, he's wearing uh, those blue light glasses. Blue light where... blockers. Blue light they blockers. Make him, they make him look like a grandpa looking at a computer screen. Yeah, I got the only this. way I will ever age at the same rate as the rest of you. So, I'm happy. <laughs> I mean, so off, I, look, I look like an 18 year old child. One thing, I mean, having and... been in the musical theater industry for a little bit was the the um hamilton was most the, the cast was all not all but mostly latino blacks yeah a lot um, of minority yeah yeah there was a lot of minority cast which was awesome yeah. all the no, lead I roles just... except for like the king was minority yeah no i've heard i've heard great things about it i just i've never seen it so i can't really pass any sort of judgment on whether or not i think it should be I mean, the dirty thing that Disney did to you for a Disney Plus that they would give out like a one week trial. You could you could do it for one week. But they took it away. They took. They what? don't let you. Yeah, you can't do it for <laughs> Hamilton. Huh. Yeah. So one of one of the few things you can't can't see. <laughs> yeah. Do they do they just not let you do the one week trial now, or do they let you do it but you can't watch Hamilton? I think my parents signed up for the one week trial and they were like, "Hey, where's Hamilton?" <laughs> oh, so you can still sign up for wow. it. But you just- you just can't see Hamilton while you're doing it. Exactly, yeah. That's they cool. signed up just for that reason, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, they're not going to be the only ones. No, definitely yeah, not. It's true. What else does Disney Plus have? They have that Mandalorian show. You guys ever yeah, seen that? Then, yeah. Mando. Mando. You know what Disney Mando. Plus doesn't have? Yeah. Platform. Yeah. That's no. what they don't have. <laughs> <laughs> They do not have platform. Could you imagine platform showing on Disney? I mean, don't get me wrong. Baby Yoda is cute as fuck, but still. (laughs) Platform. That's some dark shit. Oh, we're talking about this, aren't we? Yeah, we are. So a bit of background for any listeners. This this movie got mentioned in an episode a little while ago, and we thought it'd be cool if we, we all watched it. So the majority of us have watched it now. Abby is the lone weirdo. But I think Game that's uh, well, it's, you know. No, and to give people, you, well, you know, a heads up on why I made a stand up. I read the cliff notes and I got through to about the second paragraph where I visibly was just a little bit shocked at what this movie was about. And, and, and so I read what I could. It is still disturbing. We're going to talk about it, but I, I still cannot wrap my head around it. It just doesn't make sense. It looks, it just, you know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like to me, you know, when that Harry Potter at the very end, when they go into that Dumbledore sort like of like the, the, uh, yeah. Shit. What is oh, that? The dreamscape. Like the, 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 yeah, the dreamscape, the twilight. The purgatory kind of. Yeah. yeah purgatory. Yeah. You're not right. quite dead. Dumbledore you're not and quite alive. Talking to each other, right? That's what this mm-hmm. movie is, is for me. It's the entire thing is in that world. It's just such a weird concept. Things don't make sense. I, I can't tell. I reading it's it not when that weird i can't tell what's real it. or not i i am not gonna watch it 
but I will listen to you guys discuss it. Think it about kind it. Of, um, it starts it, off and, it, and it's a bit confusing at first because you're not quite sure what what people are doing there. Like, why why are these people here? Um, but it, it gradually starts to make some sort of sense as to, as to what they're doing there, and, and you start to sort of figure it out a little bit. It basically condenses like the class system of history into into these month long stints. I, that's what you that's what you can so, call it. So what's going on then? Like, why every month is this dude? So the whole premise of the movie is there's this platform, there's this this building or whatever that has a platform going through with food on it, and it goes through. And people take off the food until at the at the very bottom oh, of this, there's nothing, yeah, there's there's a nothing big, left. There's a big hole in the ground and every level, it starts off mm-hmm. at level zero. And there's a big platform that's in the middle of that hole that automatically just starts descending. And the, 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 the platform is completely covered in food at level zero. When it goes down to level one, they have a minute to eat whatever they want, basically. And then once that minute is over they can keep going down. They're not allowed to take anything off the platform or else it'll start um, heating up the room that they're in. There's two people per floor. It either heat it up or cool, like make it very cold. And so um, as the platform keeps going down, there's going to be less and less food that's available for the platform, for the floors that are below. But the interesting thing is that you don't stay, you stay on the level that you're on for one month and then you're randomly thrown onto a different assigned to a different floor so when the same and the same person that you were with you're yeah your cellmate assuming you're both still alive the you would the the two of you get reassigned to a different floor at the end of the month and however long your stint is going to be the main protagonist he's in there for six months um there's a couple others that have been there for like a year and things like that um so however long you're there so he's in there for six months he had six different he was on six different floors for that six months so you just you never know where you're gonna end up and obviously, you know, you end up on platform 172. You're not eating for that month, essentially. Is this like a, a prison sort of system? I no, think I, I mean, got, it's, no? it's a bit of both. It's a bit of yeah, both. It's a bit of, it's a bit of both because there are some people who are there, you know, some people who are incarcerated and are there, but then there are people who are trying to pay off debts, you know, trying to pay off debts and, you know, things that they owe out in reality. So the idea is you stay here, you know, you do the stint of whatever is equivalent to your debt, and that way you come out debt free. I don't think that's no, there's, I mean, yes, it's either trying to go easy street, he's trying to get an accredited degree by doing nothing by just committing himself for six months, he's not doing anything, so it's not really a debt, like he's not paying anything. The other girls, his case, yes, okay. Well, the girl is waiting for a cure for cancer, she's in there. But she came in with a purpose. Yeah, she was trying to fix she came it. In, yeah, she came in. She was trying to, because to, she had worked for this association that was right. that had set this up. And she now realized that she was going to die from cancer. So she kind of went in to, to try and change the game and to, and to sort of tell people, look, if you just eat, if you just eat your rations, like if, you, if everyone just ate what they need to survive, then everyone would eat. Um, but obviously people didn't want to listen to her until you said you were going to shit on the platform. Oh yeah, that was that. <laughs> but I mean, it, in in a scenario where you find yourself at the top level, you're there for a month. You know, 
which one of you really is going to be like, oh, I'm just going to eat that little piece of food at the corner and prepare a plate for the next floor and then eat me and hope that they eat just that little food? Or are you going to be like, ah, you know what, maybe the first couple of days, let me just, uh, let me just enjoy it a little bit. Well, I mean, if there's the idea, if you came from another floor, like if you were at 150 or something like that, do you think you could control yourself to say, I might be down at level 200 and not get anything next month? You got to gorge yourself, right? Like, yeah, it, th- it basically becomes like a, I, it's just, it's doggy dog, right? It's, well, yes, I may, I may want to preserve food for other people, but, but they're not going to do the same for me. And that's kind of the, the situation that everyone who's trying to do good in there finds themselves in is that, well, nobody else is doing the same for me. So when I'm on floor 200, I ain't eating shit for a month and I could potentially die or get killed by my cellmate, et cetera. So if, if nobody's going to do the same for me, then why would I do it for other people? And that's, again, that comes, that's, that's, that's life essentially. That's, that's just, it's, it's interesting. It actually brings it very, very much like COVID where, you know, people don't want to wear masks because it helps other people. This reminds me of, of that age-old philosophical question, right? Like if you and your partner in crime are both mm-hmm. caught by the cops and right. one of you is given a plea, or if, if you both say nothing, you guys only get one year in jail. If you give up your partner, you get nothing. You're off scot-free. But if both of you give up each other, you guys get five years. Both. <laughs> what do you do? That happened on an innocence project, and that woman gave up her man really quick after a little bit of hard questioning. Yeah, yeah, and she moved back to her city, went under witness protection program, and then she says she felt bad after. Yeah. It's also on Netflix. Boss is like, yo, she rolled over like in two seconds. I was she like, wow, never. Anyway. I know this girl's face. Oh my goodness. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, th- I think the movie brings up, you know. Uh, it, it touches on a very important notion of human nature. It's, it's kind of the things where people are like, oh, you know, you got to do more for the environment. And you feel like, oh, well, no, that guy's not doing it. I'm, gonna do it. I'm not going to do it. Like, if you choose not to do something because you feel that, oh, nobody else is going to do it, it's never going to get done. Your little thing, it's still important in the long run. Because, yes, it might not catch on on day one of that month, but it is important in the long run. It's kind of like if you do something and you know it's morally wrong, but there's no repercussions. Like, what do you like? Is it wrong? Is, is it wrong? Or like, I always, when I'm at the grocery store, I always, sometimes I just wait in the car while, you know, Rebecca or like my friends going in to get something or, and I'll always just look around at who, people who aren't returning the damn grocery carts. Right. They always just fucking put it up or put it into like a parking spot and just walk away. And the things like fucking rolling. And you're just sitting there being like, dude, all you have to do is just walk that cart back to where it needs to go man that's all you need to do but it they won't do it and you start extrapolating what else in life in society are these people doing right yeah there's distinct lack of empathy if, it, if it's those people that do that have never have never had to go and pick up pick up shopping carts right I'm, not, I'm using i'm using pick up shopping carts in a, in a grand scheme of things i'm not saying that yeah literally yeah. picking up shopping carts but they've never had to They've never had to go clear up a table after somebody's eaten at it. They've never had to exactly. do exactly. So it's yeah, it's there's like there's it's a, not... it just comes down to lack of empathy, lack of lack of understanding that hey, somebody else's experience is different from mine, and, and I could I could make their experience a little bit easier, um, just exactly. by doing just by doing something that really doesn't take much effort from myself. It really doesn't. 
to walk the extra 10 steps to push the shopping cart back. It, it takes no effort whatsoever and it could make somebody's life so much easier. So that begs the, that begs the question, if you, if a rule is made, but it's not enforceable, is it still worth following? I like, if it brings, yeah, it's, it's such a, I think that's what this movie, one of the core principles of this movie is if, if you have a rule that's not enforceable, you still do it. <laughs> and I don't know, man. I don't know. It's yeah. No, man. It's like, I, I think at the end of the day, as, as much as we would like to think it doesn't exist, there is like a fair amount of, I wouldn't say common sense, but just certain things that are, I don't know, in, innately amoral, moral in our mind, just, you know, just certain things that are innately in that nature. Like, you know, there's no rule saying you can't drive without, with your feet, but nobody fucking does that. You know, like, like I think, I think there, there is certain a rule. things. That you, <laughs> yeah, there probably is a rule. There is no rule. There is, I, look it up. Look it up right now. There is no rule that says you cannot drive with your feet. There is I'm no pretty rule. sure if you took your driving test with your feet, the driving instructor would be like, "Nah, you don't pass, bro." No, look it up right now. There is with, no rule. All right, that says while we look it up, feet. while we look it up, finish your thought. You know, but what I'm saying is like, there, there just there are certain things that are innately like, yes, you know, nobody's saying you can't do it, but you know, don't do those things because it, it's going to have not just not dire, not dire um, repercussions, but it is going to affect other people's lives. You know, like it's the people that you see, especially now with COVID, like, yeah, you know, you, you walk into like now that things are opening up and you see people, you know, they go up and they start touching things. Like, I mean, you know, nobody's saying don't, there's no rule that says, oh, you cannot touch things. It's just don't do it. Because that's how you start leaving traces everywhere. And somebody else, of course, does the same thing as you. And then now this thing is spreading again. You know? And I think, especially now in COVID, like, a lot of this actually plays into effect. Because there's a lot of things that aren't written rules, but the things that you just, just don't do. But people end up doing them anyway. It's almost like if the mass collective doesn't do it, then it doesn't happen. That's kind of like what the message is saying, right? It's like, you can be just one or two people that want to do it. But if the mass population and collective doesn't do it, it just doesn't work. But I also, I also feel like one or two people, I mean, I've always subscribed to the theory that one or two people can change the world. Um, it just, it just takes the right one or two people. That literally um, is COVID. Yeah. but it's... <laughs> One person did this. One yeah. person did this. <laughs> But it's also the the action, right? It's also what action they they do. Because not every action can be, can change the world by one or two people. Um, I'm thinking of like, yeah, COVID, one or two people could change the world with, if you have it and you just don't follow the, you know, the guidelines. But I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, go go for it. No, but like for climate change and whatnot, if you're just one or two people and you're trying to change the course on climate change, one or two people ain't going to do it. But that's um, what, I, what I'm getting at is if, if, if everyone just thought of themselves as that one person. Yeah. Well, if everyone, yeah. if I thought to myself, I can change the world by understanding climate change and, and doing my part and everybody else thought the same thing of I can change the world. True. True. Well, then the world changes. So it is, it is just, it, it, it essentially does eventually just come down to you. It comes down to what are you willing to do personally? 
because you can't yeah. really make somebody else do something, but you can change yourself. And if everybody else thought the same thing and said, Hey, I can do, I can do my part. Well, then it changes. That's and there's what it also, comes down to. There's also, go ahead, Chan. I was just going to say that it basically comes down to that. Like what you were saying, Swan, is that if everyone thought the same way, then it would work. But the problem is I think that people just be like, well, I could think the same way, but I would just let him or her do it instead. Yeah, you know? for sure. For sure. Yeah, there's a lot of passing the buck in, in today's world. And I mean, we're all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it plenty of times. I know I am. Um, yeah, but like, like you said, Swan, I think that's, you know, that's gradually what seeds change, right? I'm sure there was a time when somebody said, uh, yeah, you know what? I mean, I shouldn't own slaves, but uh, maybe that guy's okay. Everybody just... else is, yeah. Exactly, you know? And then one day, as long as like, ah, fuck it, this is, bad. this is a bad idea, guys. So, I mean, is it a metaphor for, like, the social structure of looking up to what the guy above you is doing while they might be shitting on you? But, like, the guy that's, if he's on the level above you making a little plate of food, are you more inclined to make the plate of food or are you just gonna I mean I mean it's social injustice as well right but yeah. I, 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 if he's above you and he's not making the plate of food will you make the plate of food I mean like you said he's shitting well, on you are you gonna turn the other cheek and be like okay this asshole can do it but but that's oh, the whole point of the protagonist right from a Don Quixote point of view so this is what yeah. there's one question I was gonna ask you guys um, when you go into the hole you're allowed to take one personal possession. So the main protagonist took a copy of Don Quixote. Which scripted the entire movie. It was basically, yeah. It it's, was yeah Don, it's, it's, he was as soon Don as I Quixote, realized right? that he had bought Don Quixote and I was like, okay, well now we know what's going to yeah. happen. He looks like yeah. him for fuck's sake. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, his first cellmate brought in a kitchen knife. His next cellmate brought in a dog, like a dachshund, and another cellmate brought in a rope, thinking that he would, if he got to the top, he might be able to, or near the top, he he might might be able able to to convince the guys above him to let him climb out. So... Also, in case any any listeners didn't realize, there's going to be spoilers in this episode. So. Oh yeah, spoiler alert! Hundred <laughs> percent. Spoiler. Yeah, we're a little late, but spoiler alert. Uh, at the end, at the end, you yeah. say spoilers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I'm gonna go. So, going around, Abby, or whoever, what would be like your personal possession and why? Honestly, I I thought it was really admirable um, about that guy who had this self sharpening knife i mean it turned out to be for a sinister reason but (laughs) hold on the guy chopped off his thigh like to eat pieces of him man (laughs) absolutely no 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 but they were down to level 170 something and he's like i'm gonna feed yourself to you like i'm gonna cut off a piece the man had a plan the man had a plan he did he He came in with a plan he came with a plan and he was ready to execute okay and and it was messed up but i mean like a dashing like okay like have fun with that but um, i thought that was i I did think that was fairly selfish though because now you do have to feed a a next person and yes she she justified it by saying well i'll eat one day and the dog eats the next day so we're not we're still taking our same portions but it's um to me that just seemed i don't know yes and she was supposed to be coming in there to try and save everybody and i was just like i don't don't get that but 
Well, I mean, the, the, the analogy or the metaphor for that was it was named Ramses II, right? So Ramses II is the pharaoh that um, unified North, uh, not North, um, Upper and Lower in Egypt. So that, he, yeah. that was supposed to be the symbology there. Okay. And it oh. failed, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to answer your question, Mikey, I would get something that was useful or something that could game the system, right? Like when the temperature goes really hot or really cold, I don't know. I'd probably try to look to get a blanket with like a lighter or something. I don't know. Like just. But you probably don't know the rules. Yeah. You only have hey. one. You can only decide before you get in there. So you don't really yeah. know. I did question when they, when, when the protagonist did end up going down. Um, so you got to see some of the items that other people had bought. And mm-hmm. somebody bought a surfboard. And I was just like, well, I don't get that one. <laughs> somebody brought like a kitty pool. Yeah. The kitty pool. I was like, who the fuck? What? <laughs> like. Man, I don't know. Your surfboard is really only useful in one place, and you are not going to that place. So why bring a surfboard? You know what, though? That's kind of real, though. You could use, at least a kiddie pool you could still use. Fill it up with water, you've got a pool. But like a surfboard, where are you going? You're not surfing. Are you just gonna yeah, but if, you, if you think about all the idiots that we're starting to see and are starting to be exposed in our society, I mean, it makes sense why somebody would – take a fucking surfboard man like there's gonna be one so nobody would you take what would, i don't know oh. man i honestly don't know um i hadn't oddly enough even though that that's something that realistically when you finish watching the movie you'd immediately sort of think about or even while you're watching it i honestly haven't thought about that in the slightest until mikey just asked it um, I think it also depends on how long you're going into the hole like he was mm. he was his term was six months yeah, so he, yeah, I think he felt that he didn't need anything nice or a weapon to read one book. <laughs> yeah, as it's, opposed it's, to being in, I forget how long the, I can't remember his first first film. I think he been there for a year. I think he said, if I remember correctly, and he was All just right. about finished. He had like two months left. Ola, what would you take? Mm. I think uh, I would I would try and combine a pen and paper into one device that didn't need batteries. So maybe I would bring you know the stack of something that I could write on, and maybe I you know I would get a bone from somebody and dip it in some blood to create ink. But I think you uh, I think you'd have a lot of time to think in there. So uh, yeah, well, I, I wanna... where, where, who's who's bloody dipping it in? I mean, I got a roommate. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, you'd be stuck in there a long time. I think you'd be lots to jot down, draw, write, you know, just put your thoughts out of your head. Because, one, there's going to be a tremendous amount of thoughts running through your head all the time. And just as a way or an outlet to kind of ease that, especially being in there for God knows how long, I think. Yeah, some some way to write and jot things down is what I take in there. Could you bring a machine gun in there? Because that guy had a samurai sword, though. Yeah, that was smart. Yeah, the samurai sword. Did see that one? So somebody had a violin. Oh, that was all that. I mean, how's that? I think that violin is good. I mean, if it's something that can help you escape, you know, the the, the mental will kill you confine sure. of being in that place. I think it, it comes down a lot to what you are anticipating the experience to be. It's obvious the protagonist, yeah, he thought yeah. the experience was just going to be, he's just sitting there, 
he'll have True. he'll have a book to read. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas obviously other people who bought knives and samurai swords thought this could mm-hmm. turn into fucking bloodshed, and I'm going to need to protect myself. And be prepared. Yeah. So like I, I think it kind of comes down a lot to what you what your notion before you go there of what you think it's going to be. Obviously, we know looking at it now what it's going to be. So I might try and have something that could could serve as a weapon as well. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Tell you what, and my body is my weapon, so <laughs> oh my I, I stick to my answer. <laughs> no, they. Once you see, once they see those blue light glasses, they're like this guy. Again, oh. yeah. Oh, uh, do I get the blue light glasses as well and the writing material? Because uh, no, you, you the, get the of this in the ship. No, you get either your knee brace or your blue light glasses. Oh, <laughs> those, those are the only options. Remember how deadly Ola got with the crutches? Oh, he was pretty he was, deadly. He was deadly with the crutches. <laughs> Uh, Ola was Ola was on crutches at one point to her for, all like, for like all of high school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they didn't get that. Thanks for clarifying, Abby. Fucking Captain Obvious. Fucking John awesome. Madden over here. What's okay? So what about what about the the child? Uh, what what is what's going on with that? Because it's a major theme in this movie. Um, what's going on with that? I mean, we can, do you want to talk I about wanna, the I want to hear what Fawcett's bringing in here first. Yeah. Okay, okay. The, the oh, child so gets to, is in the ending. So we okay. can talk we'll about, talk about that later. Okay. Real simple, real simple. Learned how to cook really good snails after this movie. That's it. <laughs> snails? <laughs> you think snails in? You see Ascar go, they're doing purifying salt and butter all Actually, that. what's stopping you from taking your own food in? I, so they did say you could bring anything that you wanted. Like a plant? But it, so what's, mean, yeah, what's stopping you from taking something in that could actually sustain you? Well, How long is that going to last you, though? Oh, you're right, Abby, a plant. <laughs> the only thing in there. that will last. Water in there. <laughs> There's no sunlight, but there is water. You could theoretically keep a plant alive that could feed you. Get Chan's green onions in there. We'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I haven't thought about that. That's actually a reasonable idea. Gonna, I don't think you're going to get very vitamins and nutrients from just green onions. But you'll get something. For six months, you could probably make it work. And there's going to be sometimes there's going to be some months where you're on a decent floor. But does that make yourself more of a target? If you have a, an abundance of food or you have a source of growing food, you're going to be a bigger target because really, people because are going to be coming after you. Right? I'm sorry. Is there sunlight in this place? Yeah. So no. Where's the photosynthesis happening? <laughs> okay, maybe it's not sunlight. Maybe it's like the biggest bag of gummy worms. I don't know, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I was like, how big is the limit of food you can bring in? What if it's like a billion gummy worms and you can just have it sitting in the corner? I mean, they did say you could bring anything. And when they said that, I questioned it. I was just like, anything? Surely there's a limit to what you could bring size-wise. Even if that's just the limit, it can't be bigger than this. But they did say anything. Or, I mean, like the dude bought a surfboard, right? And that's yeah. pretty damn and big. Yeah, the kiddie pool. <laughs> the fucking kiddie pool. Like, who's... Yeah. Can you can you do like a Matryoshka doll kind of like get bringing a piano filled with gummy worms kind of oh, things? Yeah. What like a Trojan horse? Yeah, it's a Trojan horse. <laughs> <laughs> I think they so might look in the Two piano items. to see if there's anything in it. It's not a Babushka yeah. doll or some yeah. Russian thing. They must, no, they, they yeah, Matryoshka doll. <laughs> it would be smart though because you you could do it. You could have food and have the food without your your partner ah. person knowing. But in theory, um, if you had food and you shared it with the person that you're rooming with, it's a weird way to say it, but rooming with. That's how you get killed. Because, because you stay with that person the entire time, 
if you fed them when you're on floor 202, why would they kill you? Because then they would have more food. What? But uh, I mean, but it's not just the guy that's on your level. It's the guy that's above you too, right? You like even what? the guy that's one yeah, level above you. Remember, they don't down. they don't really talk to each other. It's very rare. It's only in this movie that they seem to start talking to each other. Before that, when the protagonist first gets in there, he's told, you know, don't talk to them. They won't talk to you. Yeah. So like. But I think that's they wouldn't know. <laughs> no, I, I think that's part of the setup, though. I think that's part of the setup for being the analogy of upper class to lower class or whatever. Yeah, they they want to create that separation, that lack of communication. Hmm. All right, so Chan, what are you bringing in there? Oh, oh my god! An you iPhone? You bring an iPhone? You can't charge. No, no plugs, man. You can't charge. Did you just take a picture of us? That's exactly what you just did. Sneaky. Okay, he's dead. All right, Mikey, you yeah, my, the question. What are you bringing? I don't know. My initial thought was like a box of protein bars or something. I was trying to figure out how can I have like an end supply of food. I don't know, man. I was trying to think of something. I came up with a question. I was like, shit, I need an answer. And I couldn't think of an answer. And I was, I was trying to think of how do I have some kind of supply of food. Well, the guy, I guess you don't. You don't have any knowledge of what's going to happen in there. True. Like they didn't. They didn't know that. You they, know, the main protagonist. He didn't know that he wasn't going to get food. He didn't know that mm-hmm. the food. Well, food, yeah, because they ask him what's his favorite meal, right? Yeah. So, so you probably like, wouldn't think to yourself, "I need to bring food in there." Yeah. Because you have point. no idea that that's what's going to happen. Because his first cellmate had to kind of explain you know, how everything worked. Yeah. Yeah. Give him a little orientation on what the hell was going on. Yeah. So okay. So maybe food's out because that's not something you would think of. So does that mean people they're... people aren't leaving then? Because like if anyone's leaving, they would tell, right? Like this is either a really new construct, this system, or people just don't leave. Or no, I mean, I, when the administration. Go ahead. Yeah, I think at the at the end of every uh, at the end of what is it, every day or something, you, you basically gas comes in, knocks you out. Maybe it's at the end of every month. Gas comes in. Yeah, gas comes in, knocks you out, and that's how they move you cell. So if you were done your term, you just wake up, you know, outside and be like, Oh thank God. But you remember But do you think anybody's ever left? Because the girl that worked at the administration, she said there was only two hundred levels and we find out later there's three hundred and thirty three thirty something. So do you she was lied to, so do you think people ever leave? the hole or do you think they just all die in she the hole she worked there for eight years she said she worked for the administration for 25 but she worked in the in the assigning of to the hole mm-hmm. for eight i think she said so that it seems like there'd be more if there were it seems like there'd be more floors than that if it'd been going on for at least eight years and nobody yeah, had left. I- yeah, no, I, I don't think anybody ever left. Cause I, I, Actually, no, because people die. You're right, yeah. People just yeah. fall down the hole. People, die, die, people basically fall victim to the whole, you know, the whole, uh, I don't know what you call it, this whole social construct that happens in that prison. People fall victim to it. If somebody had left, you might have been like, okay, guys, actually what you need to do if you're ever going to sign up for this thing is work together because otherwise you'll, you know, I saw people mm-hmm. dying there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think it so, would have yeah, been... People would have been more prepared. There would have been more knives, more, more yeah, weapons, you're right. more. So it must just be. It's, it's so it's just 
whoever gets whoever dies gets replaced and that's it i mean somebody mm-hmm. would have definitely had like nunchucks or something fucking in there man like, like... a samurai sword samurai sword yeah, there was a samurai sword <laughs> so, samurai sword is a pretty good weapon though that's yeah, pretty good i feel like it's one of those weapons that you have to know how to use like yeah, if i had a samurai sword i don't think i'd be able to do that's nunchucks nunchucks you never really got how to use that no, but samurai swords are long, right? So you got to maneuver yeah. them. I think a knife would be better because a knife is at least it's easy to to maneuver and to and to get around easily. Into yeah, it. but a, a knife didn't dominate the war and fighting scene for centuries. Watch a lot of know? samurai. Are you are you a samurai? A samurai sword. I'm not a samurai though. I don't know how to. I don't know how to properly use anime. a samurai. Swing it. Swing anime. it. At fleshy you ever parts. watch anime? Well, man, Japanese movies. No, swing it at fleshy parts. The end. I don't think it's. I don't think it's that easy. I don't think it's yeah, easy as if you no, know a samurai really, sword, you can dominate. Is... You can dominate for centuries. Like I don't think that's how it works. There's training. Uh, you're, you're right, though. There's some master, and he wrote a book on the art of war. Or something he killed like over sixty people in one-on-one combat with a samurai sword. About, about how calm you have to be. I don't think it was Sun Tzu. It was another no. guy. Um, but uh, yeah. In the it was a samurai. Crazy. Well, the Art of War you is get a shot with an arrow? Yeah. Dude, you, you deflect no. it with your sword, man. Yeah, there's, 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 don't get me wrong. There's definitely mastery of it, like any weapon. But the samurai sword, the folded steel, the nature of the actual weapon was why it dominated. Like this thing cut down other swords, cut down people, cut bone. Like this, this is a really good weapon. I mean, we have guns now, so yeah, it's that. Yeah, that's like, the story. I, of I was Samurai. surprised I didn't see any, any, didn't see any guns in the in the hole. Well, I mean, it's it's uh, a perishable. It's also, it's, it's also in Europe, though, so maybe it's you know. Yeah, you have bullets there. Yeah, the, bullets. it's a perishable thing where you got to worry about the bullets. Does that right? count as more than one item, though? Like if you maybe, bring a gun, yeah, and the ammunition, bullets, yeah. and the bullets. Yeah, mm. Mm. But you're right; it is perishable. Five hundred clip bag. Yeah, I mean, Tommy gun. <laughs> One person yeah, every day, right? Yeah, now. Tommy gun. What are you, Capone? Yeah. Real Rambo stuff. You got time to make it. <laughs> so was it gas that was knocking them out then? Like every at the end of the month, month, yeah, they get knocked out. So they then then they wake up in a different floor and they don't know what floor they're going to. So I mean, I was thinking about the food thing. Remember, he started like eating pages of his book, like he was ripping out pages. So, yeah. I mean, that's like. I don't know. That might be cheating, I guess, but I don't know. Oh, no. I mean, if you can digest paper, good for you. I guess. Yeah, you're right. Well, who's going to start practicing? Oh, look, guys, I already told you I'm bringing in writing materials, so I got food. Swan, did you say what you were I got writing materials. I, I honestly still can't think of anything. There's been a lot of good ideas thrown around. I do think I'd try and come up with something that could a weapon, but yeah, you do a golf club. Did, somebody, somebody did a say golf club. They said that somebody's ball club. Oh, break quickly, probably. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Um, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably, I'd probably bring something that would, that would help pass the time. Like, well, uh, I'd probably end up bringing something like that. Yeah, that's I, I, like I don't know. That. I don't know what that would be, but I, I probably would bring you know either a pen and paper. Or, pen or, is or not mightier than the sword, bro. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm always <laughs> complaining that I don't have enough time to read books, so I'd, I'd probably take a look in. <laughs> or a Kindle or something where it's got like a thousand bucks on it. Yeah, but then they run out of power. You need to charge it though, oh, man. Shit, I forgot about the power, man. <laughs> okay, so getting back to Abby's point, the little girl. So part way, 
through the the movie we're introduced to a character who's a uh, i forget what's her name miharu i think it is yeah, yeah. so we're introduced yeah. to a character um that's on the platform <clears throat> um she's sitting on the platform or squatting on the platform and it's going down and we're told that she's looking for her child um and so the main protagonist helps her out um and later on during the movie he saves her and then they, he tries to save her again or she saves him sorry and then go they go back and forth ultimately she does die spoiler alert so she does die in a, <laughs> in a confrontation and so the protagonist and one of his cellmates who are on level six are trying to they're near the top where there's a majority of food and so they're trying to send a message back to the administration as a middle finger in a way that they think they can get everybody to eat um and kind of break down the system and give everybody equality and so they start this don quixote-esque uh kind of revolution yeah um and so their theory is that if they get past the 50th level then everybody after the 50th level will have like a ration a ration amount of food Mm. and uh part way through sorry and it just keeps going doesn't it so it just keeps going and then part part way through somebody convinces them that they need to save something on the platform as a message to send back to yeah. the administration. Save, save a dish of food, save, save one pristine dish of food. So, yeah, that's true. But wait back. a minute. Were this, was there people on level three, three, two or a little bit down there? The, they were yeah. mostly dead. They were mostly dead as they got to the lower levels. Right. Very few people, very few people were alive. Actually, so on the, on the last level, it stops. So it doesn't, um, if there's nobody alive on the level, it just it doesn't keeps going. stop. It, just it doesn't going. stop. So we get to level 333 and we find a little child. Meanwhile, we're told that nobody under the age of 16 is allowed into the hole. And the, and the lady who had worked with the association had told us that, that this Miharu lady who had been looking for her child she was admitted by herself. There was no child. Basically, she, she, she basically said that this Miharu lady had gone crazy and was telling people she was looking for a child when she actually wasn't. There was no child there. That's, that's, that's what we had been led to believe throughout the movie. Sorry, go ahead, Mikey. Um, right. So they have this dish of panna cotta that they really want to give back to the administration to send them as a, a few. But this girl is on level 333 starving. So the protagonist and his friend give the panna cotta to the little girl. Um, in the meantime, they've been fighting off people who have been trying to get more food. They're bloodied up. One's been stabbed. I think they've both been stabbed. Maybe they've gotten a lot of confrontations on the 300 levels that they've been going down. Sliced by a damn samurai sword. And he was sliced by a damn samurai sword. <laughs> so one thing I was going to ask you, do you remember like partway through the movie when the head chef or whatever had the panna cotta in his hand? And there was and a he hair. Was like, he had like a little piece of hair. Was that like foreshadowing or was that like a memory lapse or something like was that the actual panna cotta because i'm trying to figure out at this point 
the protagonist was having hallucinations, right? Like he was seeing. Yeah, his dead. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think the girl existed. So this is. Do you think the little? I don't think the little girl existed. No, because if she did, and Miharu had been looking for her daughter, why? How? How could she not have found her? If every month she traveled down on the platform, she would find her eventually, unless the daughter was always on the floor above her, which turns out to not be the case because she was on floor three thirty three. Mm-hmm. Although she didn't make it to three thirty three that one month, but chances are the daughter was not always on the floor above her. So she would have found her if she was looking for her daughter. So yeah, to me, I, I don't think the daughter existed. I, I don't, I don't really know. I think he was having hallucinations. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I think he yeah, was seeing things. <laughs> um, she wouldn't have been able to survive either. Like if people are, are dying down there. Are you saying the child was a, a, a symbolism of hope? As opposed yes. to an actual, yeah, physical person who ate the panacotta then, or did nobody? Because the panacotta still got sent back up. I think the I mm-hmm. think when they showed it with the hair, like there's a little piece of hair on it, that means the panacotta got back up to the right. top. Yes, and it was the hair from somebody, for hair from whoever else. That was they thought that it didn't get eaten because there was a hair in it. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't the message that they wanted to send it was a totally different message or interpretation. Or, or better yet, they just didn't care. Or, yeah. or yeah, better yet, like, they didn't care. Oh, fuck, it has hair in it. I don't know yeah, about yeah. better yet, but... <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, a different way. Yeah. Of, yeah. So, so what at what symbolize? point... Sorry? What does that symbolize, then, if, if it's not real? Like, or... A future... Uh, yeah. As hard as you try and make grassroots changes and movements, the top 1% just doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a sour message, but yeah, kind of. Like, that's kind of what you end up taking from it. It doesn't really matter if you sacrifice all this. It's, it's sure. The panacotta's going to go up and they'll fire somebody and send the platform back down. Like, I just move along and don't give a shit. Yeah. You get shit on. Oh so, so, I mean, going off of that, then, you, you think about, you know, forms of the incarceration that have existed throughout time and what it is currently, what it has currently evolved into. I mean, does it actually even work? You know, is it just a means of people, oh, we're just making money. It's just a money-making industry at this point nobody really cares if anybody's actually getting reformed well yeah i think out. i think in in north america and and the u.s in particular i think that that's 100 percent what it is it's not yeah it's not reformative in any way shape or form it's it's mm. it's simply just there to to it's essentially it's a new type of slavery um mm. i thought it, i found it quite striking that even in this hellhole of a pit where people down at the bottom don't eat essentially because the people at the top are eating everything I found it quite striking that they still referred to the black guy as the black guy. That everyone still, everyone was still like, everyone was still shitting on the black guy. And I'm like, yo, can't even catch a break in the fucking hole. Like, it's just, It's also in Europe. I don't know if they're more racist there or not. But they are. It's in Spain. But that just, I, I was just like, man. This this guy's in the fucking hole with everybody else. These are some of the worst people, and he's still looked down upon. <laughs> he's still thought of as even lower than them. And I'm just like, man, that's crazy. That's 
not crazy because uh, it's real, but it's not crazy at all because I, I, mean, I know that's the case. But it's yeah, <laughs> I found that quite striking. Uh, that's true. No, but uh, it, even uh, even the um, you know the the, uh, know, the the staff worker who had worked for this organization that went down there, you know, it's like a, a trans woman that went down there. Like even with everybody's differences and everything down there, those things are still aware as opposed to, oh, hey, we're all in this together, in this whole here together. Like people's differences, if anything, stood out even more. Mm. Yeah. Which is, you know, I mean, it's, it's, one, uh, it's one interpretation, which bodes not so well when you think about it, because, you know, in, in a situation where, yeah, COVID's affecting everybody, where, you know, we would like it to be a kind of alien invasion type situation and it unifies us, you know, it's maybe pointing out differences or, or not even differences, but things that seem like differences more. Yeah, I, I sort of took away just from what I was reading about it of how screwed people are, society is. Because if you think of that famous quote, every man has his price, right? Mm. It, it sort of takes that idea and puts it to the extreme. So every man has his price. And if you try to try to equalize everything, well, somebody's going to come up and, and challenge you and say, no, fuck it, I, I want I want what I want because I have like pay me enough if I get an, if I get enough of the perks, I'll go against the morals. Um, yeah. I think that's sort of sort of the message I took away from from this movie was, dude, if if people are willing to give up their morals and their identity and what they believe in their beliefs for a price, whatever that price is no matter how steep or how shallow uh, we're, we're in some pretty fucked up places then. So it is, I mean, it are is you saying that you don't have a price? I, I'm saying that I'm saying I haven't been put in a position where I've had to figure out what my price was. So I'm saying that I haven't found what my price is yet. Not saying that I don't have one. I'm saying that I haven't had to, I haven't been in that position. You're happy and lucky that you haven't had to exactly. find exactly. out what I mean, your price was. Flip exactly. it around. Like if you had to go on the hole for six months, what would you what would you be willing what would you need in return in order to go the hole for six months? Like a mansion, I don't know, man, like a billion dollars or a million dollars. I certainly wouldn't be doing it for a diploma. Like, yeah, I can tell you that. Yeah, accredited diploma. Certainly wouldn't be doing it for a accredited diploma. Yeah, but I mean, he also didn't know what he was signing up for. He just thought, "Oh, I'm gonna sit in a normal cell and just read a book for six months." Yeah, exactly. He's like, "Oh, that's the easiest diploma of all time." Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Still, though, would you? I would never go in that fucking hole. Yeah. No, no, but that's the thing, though. That, but that, you wouldn't that's know. Important, yeah. That's a very yeah, important yeah. fact is that, you know, yes, everybody has their price, but also it's like, what, it is, what is it that you think that you're paying for? You know, well, I mean, what it, is it that you think you're You can't just find the for? easy way out, man. Mm. Go ahead, no, Foster. What were you going to say? Well, no, I don't think, uh, I don't know if his diploma was like a metaphor for him getting an education on how things really were or something like that, but it's interesting. 
Yeah, I kept thinking maybe the diploma means something else, and I couldn't quite. I couldn't. I, I never got a, a definite yes or no that it. It, it seemed the more the more that they they mentioned it, the more it just seemed like you know, he was getting a diploma. <laughs> I kept thinking, no, this guy's got to mean more. Like, there's got to be more that he's getting out of this than a diploma. Maybe I'm missing the symbolism, or maybe I'm missing, you know, the the, the something. But I know it's just, obviously, obviously, yeah, obviously, yeah. <laughs> but but the red flag here is that he, there's no one coming out of this shit shit thing, man. Like, there's no one coming out. You're not talking to anybody who's been like, oh yeah, I did that. It was oh it's yeah, like I got my diploma. Here's my diploma. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like that's the red flag. <laughs> like, don't do something if you haven't seen someone successfully have their life back after. Do you, um, if you're, if you're, whoa, 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 what? Abby, don't do something without seeing somebody successfully have their life back. That's like saying what? never take any ventures and never, never take any risks, never try and do anything that hasn't been done before. So to a point, um, right? Like it, you can take incremental steps and you can just keep pushing the boundary with the expectation that you'll come back alive. Right? Like when they, when they put people on the moon, they didn't just blast people off on a rocket, man. They trained for a shit ton. Yeah, they, they went they, through all. Yeah, but yes, like, they did. They do do a lot of training. A lot of people died. You know, the first couple of times people burnt to a crisp inside the rocket. No, no I got to teach you about history. Not a lot of people died. <laughs> yeah, so not no, a lot. No, the percentage no, of people died. <laughs> The percentage of people that went up compared to how many died is like minuscule. Okay, the people so that, it, 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 those people and the people that died, it wasn't even a rocket going off. It was just like them trying it out. Like, let me see if we can. Exactly, they tried it out and people died. <laughs> but you I know, think, you don't. You I don't think jump that, over the there cliff. was. I think with that as well, though, there was a bit of a, there was a bit of knowledge of what there could be gained from it. Where yeah, like, like you, 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 yeah, you, they knew the risk, but they also knew potentially what the reward could be. Mm-hmm. They knew that the reward could be they f- went to space and got to walk on the moon. Yeah. Whereas going into the hole, I don't think a diploma. <laughs> I don't think that that's a reward that I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna not eat for six months. Like, that's. Ah, but you don't know this. No, I, mean, I know. I, but... how, how do they know that if they got to the moon, there wasn't an alien species there saying, oh. So the they guys that this. came back, they did. So Apollo 11, they had to quarantine for months because they had no idea if they had like, uh, uh, maybe it was a month, weeks anyway. Yeah. They, they had to quarantine to make sure they didn't have like some moon disease that they brought back that would have like a big pandemic. It was calculated risk. So statistics, there was all, it wasn't just, let's just shoot for the moon and, and see what happens. It was, dude, let's send up a bunch of cameras. Let's send up a bunch of things. Let's make sure there's nothing down there that's gonna fuck us up as much as as best as we can. Um, but like this this whole situation is you're going in not knowing anything. You're you're literally going in being like, okay, I'm gonna go in. I just know I have to do six months of something. They know here's the information I gave. Completely different than than uh, yeah. But I mean, like, how how much research? Even if you did all the research in the world, you're still not gonna know. I mean, even now that we've gone to the moon X amount of times, we still don't know what is up there, really. Zero amount of um, time. All, 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 okay. <laughs> some, some people believe we've never gone to the moon. <laughs> but uh, all, all we know is all is a bunch of dust and space rocks and craters and stuff. But 
it's, yeah, but you, you know. can see it. You can like, you know, you're not going to find uh, a crazy hole where you have to go down and you, you know, you, you, you know, know I that. Always, yeah, I've yeah, always, that's like an assumption. By, you're, you're I've always been that. amazed by um, the first, like the first people to do something. So I've always thought about the first person who flew through a cloud because yes, they would have run all sorts of experiments and all the experiments would have said, yes, you just fly right through the cloud. But imagine being that first pilot going up and you're approaching the cloud like, fuck, if I don't go right through this cloud, we are fucked. Like, exactly. I thought about the thing. first person to do something. And like, no matter yeah. how much you, you train for something, like the reality of it actually happening is it's still going to be unpredictable. You're still not going to know if all your readings and all your calculations were correct. Either Man. way, they went there without knowing what was there. Right? The point is, you went there, if you went there and you all of a sudden found out, oh shit, because you went there, something is now going to invade us. If you had known that, would you still have gone to the moon? Yes. You really? You think you would have still gone to the moon if you knew that if we go to the moon, we will be invaded and killed. You think they probably would have like taken this. some more weapons with them. <laughs> they would have taken a samurai sword. <laughs> <laughs>